From Sales Loft Podcast, it's No Nonsense Sales with your tour guide through the alphabet wilderness of sales jargon, Tom Boston. It's episode three, and sales nonsense, jargon, cliches, terminology, you better watch out because I've teamed up with some friends of mine from the world of sales, and every week we're going to debunk you on the No Nonsense Sales Podcast. This week's piece of sales terminology is a classic. Your palms are sweaty. Knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on your sweater already. That's right, you're about to make a cold call. I don't know what it is about phoning a prospect out of the blue that gives salespeople the heebie-jeebies. I've never had a problem with picking up the phone, he said confidently. That that was believable, right? I mean, sure, every so often I'd completely crumble, not be able to remember who I am, what I'm selling, what I'm doing, why I'm calling, but that that's normal, right? That, <laughs> that happens to the best of us. My guest today is someone who's got a plethora of cold calls under her belt because, just like me, she was an SDR herself. She's now the founder of SalesWorks, which is focused on developing the sales teams of B2B software companies. And she spent over 12 years in the constantly evolving world of sales development. So who better to talk to about the trials and tribulations of cold calling? One of the best I've ever worked with, having trained me a few years ago. She knows her stuff. She's also lovely, which helps. This is Shabri Lakani. Do you think that cold calling still works? in 2022? 100%. I, like, I'm of the opinion, I think it works more now than it's ever done before. Um, and I, I think there is a lot of noise in the market, you know, cold calling is dead, cold calling doesn't work anymore. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in the fact that I think it still does. And why do you think, why do you think that is, you know, because I think a lot of people look at it as a kind of ancient form of, of sales, but what is it particular that makes you think that it is so relevant to, to the modern seller? I think there's a number of trends in the, um, in the industry that have changed, right? So if you look back from COVID where everyone worked from home and people used to call people at the office and deal with gatekeepers, I think that was the first thing that changed. I think there are other factors, like I think more and more decision makers are becoming millennial, uh, sorry, more and more decision makers are millennials right now. And so what I think that means is I think that we have shorter attention spans. And I think that we sort of have everything at our fingertips. We have email on our phone, we have text, we have all these channels popping up. And I, and I think it still works because I think it's harder now to reach people. And I think people are stepping away from what I think is the hardest channel. So I think, you know, there's a number of decision makers that say, my LinkedIn inbox is noisy. My email inbox is noisy. No one ever says I get too many cold calls. I've never heard of a decision maker say I get too many cold calls. And so I think people are, you know, naturally relying on some of the more automated channels like email and LinkedIn and shying away a little bit from the phone. And I think part of that might be confidence. I think part of that might be peer to peer. So, you know, the my colleague says well phoning doesn't work so then I don't pick up the phone right so I think there's a little bit of influence like that going on there um but I think because a lot of people are shying away from it like I do believe that it's easier to get through to people now 
Yeah, I mean, I can definitely, I can definitely echo that. I don't speak to a lot of, of leaders or decision makers, if you like, who are who are saying they're getting calls left, left, right, and center. But they can definitely relate to that that full, um, that full DM inbox on the on the old LinkedIn. And I want to pick up on what you said about it being the hardest channel, and it's a, it's around confidence. So, do you think that sellers are are maybe less less confident speaking to someone on the phone than, than they would be uh, on email and what can what can anyone do who's listening to to be more confident because i i'm gonna put my hands up right i've definitely hung up the phone when someone's answered and said and said hello because i've i've panicked and i've lost i've lost my script and i'm not sure what to say so what can a seller do to to avoid that I think it's a great question. And I don't think there's a, you know, an overnight silver bullet. Um, but I think there's a couple of things. I think the first thing starts with mindset. Um, so I've been an SDR myself and I've been, you know, making 40, 50 calls a day. And I remember having the feeling of picking up the phone and thinking, oh, my God, I really hope this person doesn't answer. Right. Or even worse, this person isn't going to answer. And then what happens when that person answers is you're immediately on the back foot, you're kind of scrambling through your research that you've spent 20 minutes doing, and you don't know what to say. And that all comes across in your voice. And so I think the first thing that you can do if you're an SDR and you're making cold calls is, is adapt your mindset. So I'm going to call Tom today, he's going to pick up, and we're going to have a great chat right? Or I'm going to call Tom today, I'm going to add a piece of value to him, and he's going to want to continue the conversation. It's really small things like that, that I think can make a difference. I think the second thing is, you wrote about this in a blog recently, is um, add value, right? The prospect cares about their business, not your software. Okay. And um, so that's that's something that I, I you know we do a lot in with with um, with SDRs when we talk about training and things like that. Um, is what is the value that your that your software or your service can add? And I think the third thing is differentiate yourself. Be human and differentiate yourself. Okay, when you're reading off a script, people can tell. Be human. Um, it's okay if you say the wrong thing. It's okay if you mess up on the call. You know, but just, you know, I've done it before and I said, hey, listen, I'm really sorry. Can I just try that again? Yeah, I mean, when you said when you said confidence there, you know, I was thinking of it from the point of view of um, of a seller, but I guess it's actually having confidence in the conversation that you're that you're going to have, right? So, what is the value that you're going to offer, and how are you going to, um, yeah, stand out from the crowd? Because a lot of people, and I see this a lot on online and um, with people who give advice, is well, these these are the words that you should say, right? So, have you have you got twenty seven seconds or, or or whatever it is or something like that? Um, but I love I love that around kind of well, actually, I'm just going to be myself, and if I say the wrong thing or I or I don't say it in the right way, it's more important to kind of humanize myself than than yeah to to say the the magic words because people are switched on. There are there are no magic words, unfortunately, for for the perfect cold call. And maybe if someone's listening to this for those for those magic words, unfortunately, they kind of don't exist. Um, but what what can someone do then to to then make sure that they're as confident going into a call as possible? Do you think it's just about preparation? 
Okay, so I think there is a there's a balance between research and actually doing it. And I think that it goes back to the point around confidence. I think if you spend, if you're not feeling confident, you can, you can, I've done this before and I've been guilty about doing that, where I have spent two hours researching an account and there's nothing worse that you spend all that time and then, you know, no one picks up. So I, I think um, it's understanding what is going to be useful on that call what are the things that you can use and i talk a lot about the difference between personalization and relevance and so relevance i think that you'll be able to have as you start to do persona mapping but i think the research piece is um personalization and you don't need to go and find their family tree right you need to find one or two nuggets that will help you stand out and also that that show that you care and it goes back to this human element that that I think can often get lost when you're trying to do prospecting at scale. I think, I think it's great what you said, because, and I've said this many a times before, you know, you, you don't know as much about their company as, as they do. So why try and call them uh, and talk to them about all these kind of things? Right. But what you do know a lot about probably is what you've got to offer. Right. So like, so like focus on that. And it's nice to, to reference the research that you've done. But again, you know, if I'm going to call someone and, and tell them everything that they already, they already know or pretend that I know more then I think that's a huge downfall. So speaking of downfalls and uh, I want to, I want to ask you this question. Have you got any terrible cold calling stories? I know that I could probably do a whole, uh, a whole half an hour on them, but have you got any that spring to mind where you think, Oh, that was, that was a bad one. I had one about six months ago um, and we actually use a, it's a uh, data research platform. We actually use one of their competitors um, and it was, I felt like it was quite pushy and I wasn't, I wasn't throwing out an objection, but you know, it, A, wasn't the right time to speak, you know, B, I, you know, said that we've already got something in place. I didn't feel like there was any I was read I was really really ready to get off the call and it kind of went right in of like I can't even remember this person's name but you know hey Shabri it's Tom and then just kind of 20 second spiel and I think immediately your brain starts to think how do I get off this conversation and I think what frustrated me about that conversation was I felt like they were trying to get to the objective of get a meeting and I really really felt like I wasn't being listened to and I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I think they say that as a rep on a cold call, you should only be speaking about 40 to 45% of the time. And I'm pretty sure that person spoke about 90. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so I think those are the those are the kind of things I think on a call that are really, um, you know, big no-nos, talking too much, not listening, being pushy and working to your own agenda, which is get a meeting. Yeah, I mean, from the rep's perspective, and I've been there, you know, I've been in those shoes. Of, they've answered the call. This is the time, right? Let's 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 sell, right? Yeah. But actually, it's more important to make a good impression on that on that call because let's not forget that call is probably going to be part of a multi-step cadence, and that you're going to be doing all sorts. You're going to be on social. You're going to be on email. So why not make sure that on that call, your number one objective is to make a good impression rather than let's sell. Now, um, Shabri, I'm really excited about 
wrapping up this episode with your pump up song. I don't know what it is because we, we've not spoke about this yet, but you've already told me that you've been listening to it in the in the car. So what is the song that you've selected to, and I've got high hopes, what is the song that you've selected to uh, to end this, this episode with? Okay, I really now hope it's not an anti-climax. Um, it's actually a song that when I used to when I used to do cold calling, it just I heard it once and I was like, this is great. So it's Proud Mary. Um, so as you know, the start of the song uh, starts off really slow, but halfway through, it starts to really pump up and the lyrics are keep on rolling. Um, and I just love it. And it kind of gets faster and faster. And, and, and when the song finishes, I feel like I can do anything. <laughs> Well, you did not disappoint because I think Proud Mary, probably one of the greatest pump-up songs of all time. And I'm really glad that it's going to feature on this episode. Thanks so much for your time, Shabri. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is Proud Mary by Tina Turner. You know, I'm not sure I've got the vocal range for this. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Big breath. <laughs> you know that big wheel keeps on turning. Primary keep on burning. And we're rolling, we're rolling, we're rolling on the river. Do do da do 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 da do do do. Oh dear. I can only apologise to hear that track sung as it was meant to be sang. Check out the No Nonsense Sales playlist now on Spotify. And don't forget to subscribe to the No Nonsense Sales Podcast on your favourite podcast player or by visiting salesloft.com slash podcast. <laughs>